So how that incorporates any organization's ongoing social media strategy is really to say, what are we doing on an ongoing monthly basis to incorporate into our marketing how it's important to us to genuinely be making legacy and kingdom impact. Welcome to episode 62 of the Ministry of Skill podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Join us as we discuss trends, learn from experts, and share practical tips to help your ministry multiply its digital impact. So last night I was sitting on the committee at church and we were talking about our church's social media presence. And you have to realize we're a a relatively small church in a rural Iowa and we've got some social media going, but the question came up, how do we provide consistent, creative, relevant, on mission and stop the scroll content in today's social media space? And it's especially tough when you're working with volunteers and sometimes you just need to bring in a professional to bring either the the, the hands-on doing it, the consistent on-brand messaging or strategy to be able to think, okay, maybe we should be thinking about this or doing something different. Well, Well, today I'm super excited to have Heather Hyman joining us. As founder and president of Sweet Tea Social Marketing, Heather is a speaker, a consultant, a strategist, a fellow podcaster, all on the topic of social media. Heather's passion is really about helping organizations make a positive impact through social media. So Heather, welcome. Hey, Chad, welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, thanks for joining us. First, I know you just celebrated a milestone. You just hit seven years of Sweet Tea Social, and uh, um, you've been serving uh, ministries and organization, kingdom-minded organizations for those seven years. But just walk us through your work experience. What brought us to the place where you started your your organization? Yeah, that's a really great question. And so I'd have to go back 22 years and tell you that I was formally trained and went to school to be a special education teacher, was a teacher, and my life kind of had some really crazy hard times. And I found myself um, newly divorced living in Hilton Head, South Carolina, didn't know a soul and working in a very different work environment in retail about 60 hours a week and found myself quickly being volunteered for Christmas and Easter and all the things. And Mm -hmm. so at that time, I ended up meeting someone that was the owner of a digital marketing agency. And I made the decision since I didn't have anyone else that I was financially responsible for that I took about a $17,000 pay cut and started this job at the digital marketing firm. And I found myself in about a two and a half year window going from office manager to project manager to graphic designer and web designer. So that's really where my eyes got opened for the very first time to the world of marketing. Fast forward, I got married. I met my husband. We moved to uh, Germany, lived all the places, had three beautiful kids. Hmm. And I found myself getting a master's degree, 
living in Kentucky. And in 2010, I started my first company and I leveraged social media, Facebook and Twitter specifically to build it and grow it. Mm -hmm. And what happened was businesses then began just reaching out saying, can you help me? Can you help me? I even ended up getting a position for the chamber, helping them grow their membership by 40% with video and social. And I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And then our path took us to South Carolina, which is my hometown. And my husband's job brought us here. And I still ran the other company virtually and just really felt at that time, God was guiding me to use all of this experience to help other businesses leverage and use social media uh, due to technology. You don't have to be face-to-face when you're working with people to advance and grow your business. And that's really just kind of how it all got started in 2014. And it's been like a really fun, awesome journey so far. That is so cool. And uh, uh, one of the things that that you said at the very front is you, you, you started down a route of being in special ed. And then now you're doing something completely different. And I don't know what ages your kids are, but I've got college age kids and some kids are still in high school. And when they're working through that question, like, what should I major in in college? I tell my kids, you know, it really doesn't matter because chances are you're not going to be working in that field anyway. But what does matter is, is do you know how to learn? Do you know how to think critically? And do you have good character? Um, mm-hmm. Do you know how to get along with people? And if you can do those things, then it doesn't matter what you apply yourself to. The guy's going to lead you in the right way. And uh, um, so, so I love that you started down the social special education, but God turned, you used events in your life to turn your, your, your direction a different way. And then you, you started actually doing work. And as you, it reminds me of the, the proverb that says a person who is skilled in his labor will serve before Kings. And mm. the person saw the skills that you were doing in social media. And they said, Hey, can you help us with this? And uh, I, that's a, that's a great lesson for all of us, all of us in that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Just sometimes again, we can look, you know, hindsight is 2020 and we can look back and It's just like in the moment, my life felt crazy of like the job path I have had, but I can also look back and see that what I was doing, you know, 22 years ago, starting in this digital marketing space before Google even existed, literally was like this foundation of like everything that I've done over the last 21 years. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's awesome. And so, so right now, just, just describe some of the organizations or the types of organizations that you look to serve and to help in the social media space. Yeah. So I'm a digital missionary, our company, I am a social media strategist. I have a focus on letting people know what they need to do, making sure that they're in the right places. But a lot of our current clients are service-based businesses, but we have a lot of churches and nonprofits that we ultimately come alongside. And some of that is for training their in-house teams to be able to be more efficient with their marketing. Or sometimes it's maybe that they're hiring us for a three, six, 12 month period to ultimately say, here's what you've been doing. Here's where you want to go. And now let's use this last three, six, 12 months as almost like a, uh, 
a playground, so to say, for your team that you do have to see this is what social media done well can look like for them to help you continue moving forward. Oh, that's that's great. So you use the term digital missionary and just talk to us about that. What how did you come up with that term? Do you use it even when you're talking, describing yourself to maybe to people who aren't of faith or 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 just talk about how you use that? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you go to my website and it says we help Christian CEOs and business owners because we are just very passionate about being very um, clear and transparent as to who we are. And I just have been saying like God just laid on my heart probably around 2015 that just said like this is mission work and Mm -hmm. even though you're not necessarily in Africa like leaving your you know having to go learn a different language I can use you in the marketplace so you know I had a friend Dr. Jen Bennett who originally had said digital missionary and I was like that's it that's a great way to articulate what I feel that God has called us to do and we've just kind of just been leaning into that and We do have clients that probably might not identify as Christian organizations. And at the end of the day, they've made that decision or we still feel that we are a good fit and we can help them. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, when we see opportunities or we're just praying on who God wants us to partner with and work with, I see it as it's such a blessing when we're biblically minded and we're looking at all the decisions we're making in business from this Christian worldview. And it's a great partnership when we pair with organizations that have that as the bedrock for everything else that they're deciding to do. You know, one thing I appreciate about what what you said about there is one is you don't hide the fact, I mean, you are who you are. Um, Yeah. You'd love to work with the the people that God brings to you, whether of faith or not, but that doesn't change how you service them. You service them the same way, same spirit of excellence. And, and, uh, and yet you're still, uh, you know, like you said on your website, even your podcast is, 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 has Jesus, remind yes. me the name of it, Jesus, it's, sweet it's tea, business, Jesus, sweet tea, business, Jesus, and sweet tea. Yeah. So even in your podcast, you said, you know, that's, that's who I am. That's what we do. And uh, I, I think that that transparency serves you very, very well. Yeah. So let me ask, when you sit down with an organization, um, talking about social media, what is your approach? What's the first thing that you guide them through? So the very first thing I do is ultimately say, like, what is your vision for what you would like social media to help you do? And I give them an opportunity to tell me like what their what their vision is on what they're wanting. Then the second thing I typically do is say like, what is your current social media blueprint? And for some organizations, it's a very small one. And for others, they're in like all the places and they have every single URL username possible on every place. And so it, I don't necessarily in that initial moment do let's say like an audit in this process of just considering to work with them. But I ultimately have a social framework and it's an acronym for the word social. And I say, these are the six elements that I believe are necessary for you to have success online. And I kind of walk them through that social framework. And oftentimes I'll say like, when you see this, do you see gaps in what you're currently doing? Most of the time they're like, we're doing one of those things. Mm. And so I ultimately say, you know, this is an opportunity for you to try to help make this be possible. And if 
it's an advantage to your organization to hire us to not only shorten your learning curve, but give you that like outside 30,000 foot, foot view that you might not necessarily have on your team. And maybe not necessarily even like the, the expertise, so to say, on what makes sense. We ultimately just like to lay out for clients how we can help them. And we typically are like, it's almost like A, B, and C. Here's like the best version. And here's kind of like another version. And here's another version. But I always try to make sure that no matter what we offer, that we're 100% that it's going to help move the client along towards what they want. Um, because I think the worst thing that anyone can do is to say, you know, here's a package. Here's something that we can do. But if it's not in any way bringing the business forward more in their marketing or in their visibility, then I don't want to, I don't want to be a waste of money to anybody's um, yeah. Yeah. very valued budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about helping them impact others. And uh, that, that's good. So, so can you walk us through that social framework? What are the, what are the uh, six things in social that you, that you share with folks? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So the S stands for your strong foundation. So organizationally, the main thing I mean with that is exactly who you are in. Can you say in one sentence what the vision and who you help and what you do? And then it's like on that same strong foundation piece who is it that you are serving? How are you helping them? What problems are you are you solving? How are you making people's lives easier? And I feel so many times people are spending so much time and effort wanting to like master Instagram reels. But at the end of the day, their website or even their social media or even their bio or their about section is not in any way succinct or clear as to like what they want to be. So just kind of like a really short test is if your organization is going to be brought on the local Fox News or whatever station for a two minute segment, like what is the like one thing that's like five words or less that's going to be listed up under your name of your organization on like what you're doing and how you're serving. Um, and if you don't have that clear, it makes everything else you're going to be doing in social media like that much more difficult. Oh, that, that's that's fantastic. I don't think I've ever heard your I mean, what you just described is what is your tagline or what is your elevator pitch? Um, I've never heard heard it described in quite that same way as far as like if you're on you're not just on Fox News for two minutes, but what is this thing scrolling underneath that that five words? That's a that's a great way to think about it. It, it really is. Cool. Um, Thanks. And so strong foundation is around yep. the organization, making sure that they are able to uh, so that they know who they are, what they're doing and who they're serving. And then so what's oh, what's the next one? Okay, so the O stands for optimize relationships. Now you can talk to all types of marketing folks, uh, Chad, but like I would say the two things, relationships and video, that is like our zone of genius and what I think is gonna help any organization stand out above everybody else. So when I say optimize relationships, that means, so in Chad's case, Chad, who are people you think in the in your in your industry, in collaborative businesses, in in businesses that might serve in the same audience? Who do you think is doing like amazing work, solid work, 
someone that you would not have a problem either sharing their content or someone that you want to engage with or get to know or engage on their social media content. And so I feel that so oftentimes people make this mistake of thinking social media is your newsfeed, your mm. Facebook group, and they're literally like with blinders on, not intentionally trying to build relationships mm. and cultivate connections outside, whether that be their clients that you're looking for or you're looking for organizations to partner with. I believe that those relationships can be started in the comment section. They can be elevated in a DM. And I'm not talking about spamming people either. I'm genuinely mm -hmm. talking about adding really great value to conversations that are already taking place on social media and someone on your team or in your organization has that as an intentional weekly part of their responsibility that they're doing. So, so that that's fascinating. So what you're, what you're really talking about is identifying those other organizations or other people inside organizations, not just organizations, but that would be a good fit for you, for your service. Right. And then yes. the making, reaching out, friending them on Facebook, following <laughs> them on Instagram, and then just engaging with them on a very organic way. So Absolutely. I mean, the, the strategy behind it is, for you to not be busy, like doing yeah. these activities, but for you to strategically say, like, for example, Franklin Graham doesn't know me necessarily, but I, through a little bit of work, could go and look for people on his team. And I might have a dream yeah. list to be like, I want Samaritan's Purse to be one of my clients. I'm yeah. going to go see five people on their team, but don't just randomly willy nilly style reach out to the, these people it doesn't even have to be fancy make a google document yeah. list those five people's names and i'm going to intentionally every single month through 2022 just either engage with them on linkedin share an article that they wrote and literally try to make myself be like mm -hmm. a name that becomes more recognizable to these people so sometimes it's very subtle and other times Times there are natural conversations that can evolve and it does become more of a something that goes from the Facebook group or from a page to a phone call. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's really fascinating because a lot of folks think about when you hear optimize, you're thinking about one to many. Think, how do I optimize, make it more efficient, more scalable? But what you're talking about is really being more intentional with the folks that you're interacting with. And, uh, um, that, that's a really, really good perspective. Yeah. What about C? Okay. C, C is choose the right platforms. So I think too, oftentimes churches, nonprofits, and a lot of organizations make the biggest mistake of trying to do six social media platforms. And they mm -hmm. honestly look average and I could probably use stronger language of not looking great as a positive reflection upon who they are, because whoever is on their team, whether it's a volunteer team or if because there are paid, you know, paid um, team or contractors or employees, their bandwidth is spread so thin mm -hmm. that they are not able to amplify who your organization is really well. So, again, 
At the same time, I just said that I am not on team, put all your eggs in one basket on one social media platform. So I think the best mix from a social perspective is you choose the right platforms by very first asking yourself, where are the people we want as clients or customers or as our audience spending hours and time every single day? And where Mm -hmm. those people are, that's where we want to go. And we want to elevate our top one to two priorities on social to be those top one to two platforms. And so do those platforms well. So if you're going to do Instagram, and if I were to tell you as a strategist that you could pay someone or have seven posts every single day. But if I were to say doing Instagram reels and stories right now is a more trending way for you to get more absolutely free visibility, totally organically, then it would make more sense. Again, even if you are living uh, within a limited resources to say, Hey, Johnny, instead of posting on Instagram seven days a week, I would like for you to post three days a week and do seven Instagram stories and Mm -hmm. do one Instagram reel. So I want everyone to leverage the platforms that you do say, we're going to be here. We're in it. We realize that marketing is a long-term play and we want to actually look really good for our organization there. And you're not going to look good if what you're posting looks like someone's just checking a box because they're trying to say today is like scarf day. And then the Mm -hmm. next day they're like, today is puppy day. Like at some point you need to be bringing more to the table um, and making sure that you and your team are on the right places. So, so what you're saying really is that less is more because it allows you to be able to be more higher quality with excellence and be able to put your best foot forward in a fewer places rather than mediocre in a lot of places. Yes. And with your attention and with your, your effort. So I'm not saying if you, for example, said our church is currently doing Facebook and Instagram, but we hear these really great things, you know, sometimes shiny object syndrome is very easy for Mm -hmm. any organization. But what I would say is you pick your top two, do those top two with 85% of all of your time and resources. And then Mm -hmm. if you want to spend 15% of your time to make sure that there's one post on LinkedIn for the week, and there's two tweets over on Twitter, if someone were to go there, you are not going to look like you abandoned the platform, but you're not going to be showing up as if it's your top priority. Sure. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And just tying back to your optimizing relationship. I mean, the question comes, well, how do I know that I'm in the right ones is probably looking at the folks that you're intentionally connecting with and seeing, well, what platforms are they on? What platforms are they engaging on? And then say, okay, for our organization, that's where we want to be engaging on. Would that be the right approach to to that? Absolutely. And it's something that you're always going to be testing and shifting. You're not going to, in 2018, just be like, we're lifers forever and we're only here. Someone needs to constantly be coming back and reevaluating and saying, what progress have we made? How has this helped us? And it's either going to be on track for what you're wanting, or you might be in a place where you might want to make a shift. So being able to gauge results measuring results. Great. So SOC, what's the I stand for? Okay. So the I stands for influential content. And so what I would say to anybody, any organization, you need to be adding content 
into your social media messaging and your posts and your strategy that adds value to the conversation. So if you want to be seen as an authority or as an influencer or as that one that people should pay attention to, you need to be adding your genuine thoughts on things. So if there's something wildly popular in the news, I don't want you just for the sake of it to just show up, but maybe there's some caveats that you or your pastor or someone thinks that that was great, but maybe it should be done differently. So make sure that you're adding information on your social media that genuinely is not living in fear of just being like, this is what we stand for, or just like, this is our expertise on topic X, Y, and Z. And then, because one of the things I see on the influential content piece is that people are afraid to maybe even kind of like put their flag in the ground and be like, this is what we think. This is what we stand for. And they're just trying to be status quo. So again, I'm not at team, like say things that are crazy just for the sake of attention, but if someone else, maybe that they're wildly famous, or maybe there's this blog post or a Facebook post that has already had 700 shares on it. Well, rather than just maybe sharing that very popular Facebook post, maybe someone on your team could say, you know, the thing that we think that's most powerful about this is this one sentence mm -hmm. and add your opinion and your thoughts um, into your messaging. So I just feel like it's important with the content that you literally know we're solving problems. We're making people's lives easier. And this is the passion and the vision behind what we're doing. And that you're elevating that through the content that you're putting out on social. That, that's really good and really helpful because I, I think it's easy to do the easy thing. Oh, that's why it's easy, right? But just, just to click the like, click the share without adding your own, your own commentary, really. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to add a little bit more, but go, yeah, go ahead. Well, the one thing I was going to say is a mistake I see sometimes is that people feel like they're being social, but if you look at their feed, it's not them having added one cent of a yeah. thought they have. Yeah. Everything in their timeline is just share, 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 yeah. share what yeah. everybody else thinks. And that isn't the greatest way to amplify yeah. like what your organization thinks and stands for. And, and I, I think a couple of ways that, that an organization might do that, like with our organization, when a client asks us a question that we respond to them directly, but usually if one person's asking that, there's probably others that ask that. That can be a great hmm. fodder for content to be able to bring and share on social media. And, and same thing inside of ministries, like, like if, if, uh, if you have people writing in asking specific questions, maybe about a radio program that was asked, and then when you answer, that can be content that you can take and repurpose that into the social media space. In large organizations, that means that you need to be communicating across the silos. So the uh, uh, bringing, intentionally bringing that content to the social media team so that they have it to be able to use. And but that's a, that's a critical, critical, important point, the influential content. Yeah, that's really good. Awesome. What about um, A? Yes. A is automation and smart systems. So I think too many organizations are haphazardly not knowing what to be posting and they're mentally consuming so much time and energy wondering what they should be posting. So I always just like to 
you know, smart automation doesn't mean that you check out to social media. What it means is that maybe you're using a scheduler and maybe you have your main content scheduled on social, but in real time, you're posting in addition to that, or in real time, you're responding to people's comments, or you are in real time checking to see if you've maybe had some messages that have come in. And again, just having smart systems in place of saying, we're going to have a like a batching is kind of like one of my, my specialties of saying, if you want to have time to creatively brainstorm, then literally put on whosoever responsibility it is to say, I'm going to have a, you know, 30 minute brainstorming content for February in the month of January. And so in that 30 minutes, you're doing nothing but that or scheduling time to say, I'm creating graphics or I'm going to put five shirts over here to the to, to the right of me and I'm going to make my five video topic ideas and I am going to in one quick 30 minute session going to record five two to three minute long videos and boom it's done it can either then get sent to the person who puts those videos together or it can then boom get ready to be scheduled but it's like i'm all on, i'm on team work smarter not harder and don't overcomplicate things that don't need to be made difficult so so i love what you said scheduling and batching and yet that doesn't replace the still the need for organic so it's really a both end and, yes, uh, absolutely. And being, being able to, to, to run both and allow the scheduling and the batching to give you this headspace to be able to do some of the more organic as needed. That's, uh, that's great. Is there a specific scheduler that you have found like, man, this is just, this works really good for the folks that you work with? Yes. So I've seen lots of testing out there and Currently, still to this day, for the clients that we actually help with their done for you, we still use the free Facebook scheduler hmm. because I have found that the, the I, I think Facebook likes Facebook and anything we can do to help our clients get their content to be seen the most, we do. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. That said, um, we do use a tool called Agora Pulse. And I actually have known the founder of the company since about 2014. Um, they are actually based out of Paris, but they're a phenomenal company that in addition to scheduling, they've got amazing reports that you get at the end of each month. So if anyone is liking the idea of easy to use reports um, and being able to use that to schedule on a variety of social platforms, to include Facebook groups, um, that has been the one that's really been the, the best for us over the last several years. Okay, that's, uh, that's good. That's great. Great tip. And what about L? L. Okay, so L, last but not least, stands for Legacy and Kingdom Impact. So if I'm speaking on stage, they may not necessarily, if it's not a Christian event, they may not be as interested in the kingdom impact. But I think no matter who you are, no matter what your, you know, faith beliefs are, that if we can incorporate in the midst of what we're doing and knowing that it can be for the greater good or to help humanity or to make this world a better place to live. And if you can incorporate that more into your business model, that I feel it makes 
staff, team, freelancers more excited for what you're doing. And even again, as believers, I'm a huge advocate to say, if I'm sitting here comparing companies and I am not sure which one I'm going to go with, and this one is very adamant about saying, you know what, we can't stand human trafficking. We donate 10% of all of our proceeds to human trafficking as a consumer, that makes me more interested to like serve and go along with that brand because I also am passionate about wanting to end human trafficking. So it makes me feel like I'm actually being a good steward with my finances by knowing that a portion of my investment is going to be going towards that cause. So how that incorporates any organization's ongoing social media strategy is really to say, what are we doing on an ongoing monthly basis to incorporate into our marketing how it's important to us to genuinely be making legacy and kingdom impact through the causes that are important to us. Mm -hmm. And are you elevating that? Because again, sometimes I believe in Christian circles, it can be really awesome to be like, I made a donation for $1,500 to a, you know, a crisis pregnancy center, but you know, I don't want to sit there and brag and say that I did that. But at the same time, I believe that people love doing businesses, doing business with organizations that they feel are being a good steward of their resources. So as your organization has a good year, you know, maybe you're giving sourdough bread and dropping it off at your highest donors homes. I don't know. But whatever it is, if you were to snap a photo of someone, you know, dropping that off on someone's door, there is a way for you to communicate the goodwill and the generosity and the kindness and genuinely the kingdom impact that your organization is having that you or someone on your team has to get comfortable with communicating that and making that be a regular ongoing part of your, of your social footprint. That, that, that's a real, I mean, in some ways that just circles right back to the strong foundation, right? Like who you are, who you're serving, and how are you making that bigger impact, bigger footprint in the world? How are we making a difference? And, and yet, I know for myself, sometimes that's hard. And, and candidly, you, know, you read scripture, it says, don't let your left hand, right hand know what your left hand is doing when it comes to giving. And you use the example of like, uh, you can feel like you're bragging. Um, so, so how do you help an, an, a leader or an organization overcome that or help to help them to think rightly about really it's rightly about self-promotion in ways that are more charitable. You know, I boil it down to this one sentence and I hope I'm not trying to trivialize it by making it seem like it's not a big deal because my experience over the last seven years, that <laughs> there are a lot of people, especially when you're communicating and, and working with clients that are Christians that I like to say, Stop making this about you Hmm. and let's actually make this be about our clients. Mm -hmm. And when we, we feel like we're being, um, there is this component that makes it feel like by not wanting to talk about it, we're actually taking like this higher road. But I genuinely think that if we stop thinking about ourselves and we genuinely mm-hmm. say this cause that we are passionate about, this organization that we would love to serve, these families that we were able to you know, partner with or 
amplify what an, another organization or business is doing that you think that the work that they're doing is fantastic. I feel like it, again, it allows your audience and it allows people to get a better glimpse of what you stand for, who you are. And at the end of the day, if that genuinely is a core part of what you're doing with your business as it's growing, I feel that you are doing everybody um, everyone I feel is well served when you're just truthful and you're communicating how God is, is blessing your business. So at the same time, for example, I could make a post and say, I just got invited to be on a speaker at this huge conference. And I've wanted to be at this thing. And it's like, it's been on my bucket list. Right. And some people are like, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to wait till the conference is over. And like, you know, maybe there'll be a picture of me on stage, but like my, my wiring is if I literally just got the email, I would say, this has been on my bucket list to speak at this conference for the last five years. And I am just amazed at what God mm -hmm. has allowed for me to do like through my business. I never would have thought seven years ago, as I sat there and moved to South Carolina, starting this business, that God would bring me to a place to be doing that. So it's like, I tell a story and I don't mean it from like a marketing standpoint. Mm -hmm. My heart genuinely is joyful knowing God gets the glory and you can use that exact same talk and, and that same word choices in your postings. So really it's about mindset, right? It's about yes. changing the mindset about how we, uh, how we approach those things that, that happen to us. It also reminds me, I can't remember who coined this, but selflessness isn't thinking of ourselves less. Mm. Selflessness isn't thinking less of ourselves is thinking of ourselves less. Yes. And when you put it in terms of thinking of our clients and what's going to help them, well, this is going to help them. It's going to help them give them confidence. It's going to uh, do all those things. So, so, so yeah, that's, that's a great, great, uh, um, acrostic, strong foundation, optimizing relationships, the platform, choosing the right platform, the influential content, automation and legacy. That's uh, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, one more question as it relates to social media, how do you advise an organization around paid advertising? Okay. So full disclaimer, paid advertising is not my zone of genius. I'm mm -hmm. probably a six out of 10 on Facebook ads. And if you are wanting to have like a goal to get paid advertising, and do paid advertising, regardless of the platform, find someone who has an expertise in paid advertising is their zone of genius on the platform that you want to do it. The way that we've used paid advertising specifically for Facebook and Instagram has been, I, we take a huge organic approach on building community, leveraging video, and really trying to replicate what the audience responds to. So the very first thing that we have used as a strategy that we have found to be successful is get organic um, to have success first. And mm -hmm. then what we will typically do is say, okay, of the content we've posted for this brand in the last three weeks, this 
has like done 15% far better than everything else. And we'll obviously um, evaluate that in a much closer time frame while it's progressing. Mm-hmm. But then what we will do from more of, of an organic side is we will take a post that performed well organically first and then put some ad spend behind it, specifically either to an audience that's already familiar with that brand, whether that be like their likes for their page or someone that they have an email list for, or then sometimes to a very specific targeted interest audience. So that's kind of my 10 cents on that. So, so take what's working and then amplify it. Yes. Is, is, is what you're saying there. And that's a great strategy. I know that's what we've used for, for folks as well. Um, so, so Heather, share with us one book or podcast or something that's been impacted you recently that would be bring value to our to our listeners. Yeah, so I am a huge podcast nerd. I love listening to podcasts. Um, one I've really been listening to lately, it is by Judy Weber. It's called the Joyful Scaling for Female CEOs mm-hmm. podcast. Really enjoyed that. She's phenomenal, has a heart for Jesus and has got... I believe by trade, she's actually an attorney. So she just has this like analytical mind that I absolutely uh, resonate with and really enjoy that. And then one of the books I've really been reading lately and enjoying is by Allie Beth Stuckey and it's called You're Not Enough and That's mm-hmm. Okay. Good, good. So, so just talk to us about that. The title of that book is really intriguing. You're Not Enough. And that's okay. What uh, what do you been gleaning from that? Yeah. So, I mean, the whole book is on this premise of like, we have a culture that's just like, you know, self-care. It's all mm. about yourself. You know, you're okay. You can do everything. You don't need anybody like hustle, make it happen. And I, she comes from a Christian perspective of saying like, actually, as as humans, we actually are quite sinful and without Jesus, we're not okay. And with Jesus, that's what makes it okay for us to keep showing up. So it's kind of this completely counter cultural uh, book on this is what scripture says. And this is what the world says. That's uh, that's so needed. I mean, that's what the gospel is all about. That's great. So Heather, how can people best contact you? Yeah, so the greatest thing would be to go to our website, and that's sweettsocialmarketing.com, just like the drink, Sweet Tea. And you can either check out our blog blog post or our podcast or click the Contact Us button. Um, And I always like to encourage people that if you are on social media, one of the places I love to hang out is LinkedIn. So come over, give me a follow. And if you had a chance to listen to this or this has helped you or your organization, um, I my love language is words of affirmation. So if you were to send me a message that said, I heard this, you were talking to Chad, this is how it helped us. That would actually just like fuel me to know really what spoke to you the best. But I love connecting with people on social media. That's awesome. Heather, thanks so much for joining us today. You've given some really, really practical tips that really organizations and people inside organizations of any size can apply, whether it's helping the personal brand of somebody in, even your own personal brand or the brand of the organization as a whole. So really good tips. Thrilled to have you join us today. And thanks so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Ministry of Scale podcast. Like Heather said, if you found value about these concepts of social media and being more effective in the whole social acronym, please take a moment right now, share it with a colleague. I know they'll appreciate you for it. Until next week, keep learning, keep growing, keep impacting your world for Christ.